welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. It's Eclipse Part 2. We are not talking astrology today. I'm really going into ways that we can work with the eclipse energy. Ways that we can work with, let me define that a little bit further, ways that we can work with our destiny, ways that we can work with our nodes of fate, right? Eclipses are fated destined times. They have to do with the nodes of fate, which are soul purpose points. They're so beautiful. Um, they're almost like these points that give us a blueprint to ourselves. And when we work in them, which I share a lot of different practices on how you can do that, when we work with them, many, many, many things can be revealed, shifted, changed, transformed, woken up to during eclipse seasons. To me, I just have so much passion around the energy of eclipses because I know what they do for me, have done for me in the past, continue to do for me, and I know what they have done for a lot of rewilding participants in workshops and retreats based around the eclipses over the years of holding those spaces. So that said, there is a space that you can journey into eclipse energy. You can journey directly into your nodes of fate, directly into eclipse energy to move further down the destiny line. It's the eclipse workshop. It's brand new. I just created it a few days ago before the release of this podcast for eclipse season. Um, to me, it's a distillation of all the years of in-person workshops and retreats and online big live retreats that I've done around eclipse seasons. It's $27. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream about that. <laughs> so that's why it's priced the way it is. I had a dream about it. It's only 27. So Sabrina, that's what you're doing. You're putting it out to the community. It's introductory offer and it's only available during eclipse season. So if journeying into any of the territory that we're about to talk about sings to you. Um, you'll find a link in the podcast description below. Uh, all right, enough from me. Enjoy this episode. Okay, I'll start with an overview. October 25th was the first eclipse. November 8th will be the next eclipse. October 25th was a new moon eclipse. It also fell on the shapely eight attractor that's intense that's big that um that is higher vibrational energy higher states of consciousness so if an archetypal energy is a certain state of consciousness like mars who by the way just went retrograde today and i'll talk a little bit about that and what that means and how that can be showing up um, but on the eighth this energy was activated by the eclipse now this energy doesn't, not on the 8th, sorry, the 25th of October, that first new moon eclipse. This energy doesn't just stay for the 25th, it's six months. So eclipse energy lasts for six months. So that is shading everything. So it's higher states of consciousness. And if you wanna learn more about that, go back and watch part one. I won't go into more of that here, but just check, look for like the shapely eight attractor peace it's potent it's powerful it's really amazing energy to work with okay so this if you're just joining i'm just giving the overview and i'm talking about the 25th of october the first new moon eclipse the next eclipse is going to happen on november 8th 
and that's going to be the full moon eclipse. Uh, I start to feel into it. My whole system goes, whoa, right? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big one. It's a potent one. Um, okay, so we're kind of in the middle. Uh, I know we're leaning more towards the October 25th one than we are towards the November 8th one, but this felt like the right time to come live and to talk and to, what do I want to do in this, in this conversation? There's a part of me that just wants to um, like hold <laughs> the whole of our community, like hold the whole of our rewilding community with love. And so I think that's part of why I kind of invited us all to love bomb our space. Um, I wanna just speak really quickly to the fact that this can be an extremely tough time for people. It can be really mentally disorienting. It can be extremely emotional. It can be very, very confusing, very chaotic. All of this can be happening amidst having to like do life. You know, we still have to go to jobs. We still have to make big decisions. We still have to be in relationships. We still have to get to the grocery store and get food, right? And our inner world is, is kind of melting down in order to rewire itself and to create a new, it really is an intense death for a rebirth. It's um, when eclipse seasons come, it always involves the nodes, the nodes of fate. It's a very fated time, a very destined time, a very karmic time. Scorpio, Scorpio is where the south node is at. Like south node territory is the hidden unconscious shadow territory anyways and then you put it in Scorpio and it's just that's that's just hilarious <laughs> that's like hidden unconscious on top of hidden unconscious it's like a double whammy of it and for it to be on that shapely eight attractor if we thought our karma or our ancestral patterns or our shadow shadow just what's hidden in in us or our shadow was going to be illuminated before, put it on the shapely eight. Now we've got like even higher voltage energy than just an eclipse coming at that south node. So that was the 25th. That's what got activated at the start of this eclipse season. So just here's something to feel into um, that I would love to kind of offer up for our community and our space and for you is to feel into, okay, if this is a really karmic time, like this is a really fated time the events that are taking place right now in this eclipse window it's very fated that can sometimes allow our mind to see things that we weren't seeing before okay so if it's fated that this didn't work out that this door got closed that i'm suddenly feeling really really uncomfortable in this particular area of my life which I could maybe get away with before. Think about this one too. So practice tool tip number one is to really look at things through like fate destiny glasses. Like it's fated. It's, it's written in the stars, right? It is written in the stars. It's like your little soul contract in the fine writing. It was like, and on this eclipse, <laughs> These are the fated and destined events that are going to happen for you. You're going to get fired. You're going to feel like you must move now. <laughs> it's now not. Okay, so that's number one, looking through it through those lenses. Number two is 
Um, so if it's fated, number two, hold on a second, I just lost that silly little thread. Um, <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll have like 35 practices and tools and tips in this conversation. So it's going to be fine. If like, if I don't capture that thread, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. Um, maybe Karen usually can read my mind or usually knows what thread I'm about to go down. Maybe Karen can drop a note or someone else can drop a note. Stab usually can do that too. I don't know if Stab is still here, but... 35, my favorite number. Yep, <laughs> everything's 35. Um, but so if we can look through this moment in time as very fated and very destined, maybe I'll share this practice just in case someone gets the thread or I find the thread or maybe it'll come back at some point. Who cares? Doesn't matter. But another thing is to have a lot of compassion for what's getting stirred up or what's getting kicked up oh i got it here it is um for what's getting kicked up or what's getting stirred up so here's number two so number two practice is allowing things to allowing ourselves to feel allowing ourselves to feel scorpio that's water like that's deep feels deep feels deep emotional territory and so allowing ourselves to feel what is not working? What is uncomfortable? Like those things, here's reflective question within this number two category is to really think, okay, maybe it was okay last week or last month. Like for me, the rewilding team is needing some change. It's needing some change. Last month, it was okay. Like we were okay. We were able to get by and it was okay. But now it's in my face right here and it's extremely uncomfortable because it's asking for change and there's nothing wrong with it. It's asking for transformation. It's asking to evolve to the next level. That's what eclipses are. That's what eclipses are. Always, 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 right? No matter what the exact astrology is or, you know, shapely aid or Mars retrograde or whatever, the little tiny stuff is going on overall energy is it's asking to evolve to the next level and so just thinking like and being so honest and being so okay and so compassionate right because you're going to see things and you're going to want to beat yourself up sometimes but no beating self up because then it's just going to slow down your process you're going to have to feel bad and all shame and blah 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 that's no but just going okay this is now really uncomfortable like this doesn't it. So another way we'll go into number three. Let's just, let's just do a third kind of tool or practice or way of looking at eclipse energy is it's like a snake and Scorpio. This is like a perfect analogy, right? Scorpio is the, the rise of the phoenix, but there's all these different layers. And so if we feel into kind of this first, um, this, this first aspect of an eclipse, it's kind of the first part of an eclipse, any eclipse in Scorpio or not, but the first part of the eclipse is you're shedding the old skin. You're being shown the skin that needs to be shed. What doesn't fit, right? It's like, you know, I've outgrown, like I've outgrown, and I'll just keep using the team analogy because it's the one that's in my face. I'll be super vulnerable and honest and raw and like, like really transparent about this because I think examples help. But it's like that fit, but now I'm something different right? I'm something different. And, and of course, my team is all something different. We're all evolving. So it's much more complex and much more multi-layered, but I'll keep it simple. And it's what once fit now doesn't fit. And eclipses are also even 
faster growth for us. So it's even, it's, it's, I keep feeling into meditations for myself and when I go into meditation, it's like having a rocket launcher strapped to my back and all I see is just go, go. <laughs> like, like shed, the, shed more layers, shed more skin, shed more old. There's so much more potential. And so that's what I want to kind of guide us to and open a door to is eclipses are about your fucking potential. They are about the enormous amount of capacity that you have that you're not living up to yet. That sucks. That sucks to hear, but let it be inspiring. Like, don't let it be ah, like make you play smaller or make you feel ashamed. No, like let the rocket launcher strap onto your back and say, hey, there's way more for you. There's way more potential in you. There's way more energy, way more life in you. There's way more purpose in you. There's way more love in you. There's way more. And that's eclipses. But to go back to the shedding of the skin, it's painful. We're human, right? We're human. We like same, same. We like our comfort zones. Like, I'll go back to the team analogy, right? I fucking love the team. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I love the current form of the team. I love the people I work with on the team. I love the support. I love the co-creativeness of the team. I love it, right? I love it. But I still need to transform. It still has to evolve beyond that. And so letting ourselves, this is part of eclipses, letting ourselves like love what is or what was or what no longer fits, honor it, cherish it, right? Like have reverence for it and be willing to let the transformation happen. So what it is that, that needs to transform, what that skin is that needs to be shed. And the other thing about eclipses is it's an inside out. It's an inside out. And so the more inner work, y'all are gonna hate to hear this, right? The more inner work we can do, the more powerful we're going to move through an eclipse season, the more we will um, be able to embrace our potentials, the more we will be able to stay conscious to what the fuck is happening. And we won't feel like we're in this cosmic blender washing machine just whipping us around. It's like, no, actually, there is a beautiful perfection to this. This is a gift. This is a gift. My uncomfort is a gift. My physical, I'm sharing everything that's totally true for me, physical crazy weirdness, right? Not sleeping. Um, that one's not super true for me. I'm actually sleeping like a rock these days. But like feeling into these things are a gift. It's uncomfortable. It's like getting comfortable with the uncomfort. Getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And letting the uncomfortable letting the rub, right? It's, if it doesn't rub, we don't change. And eclipse is all about change, all about transformation. This next eclipse is 10 times worse. So the first eclipse we had shapely eight, right? Just whoosh, I'm gonna add more juice. This next one, we have Uranus. Perfectly conjunct, perfectly conjunct. Uranus, radical revolutionary, awakener, kundalini awakener, change maker, rebel. New, <laughs> I will bring in the new right on this eclipse, right? And so it's like, I keep saying some of these funny, or I'll share some of these funny little things that I've been sharing with like the people who are closest to me. One, we all have shit to shed. 
we all have shit to shed. <laughs> that's, that's just something that I keep saying. Like, we all have shit to shed. It's great. Like, drop the dead weight. Shed the old skin. Right? It's, it's uncomfortable. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's the other one? Oh, this is the other one. This is worse. Like, we all have shit to shed, but this one gets worse. Evolve or die. <laughs> now you're starting to hear some of, like, the inside hilarious conversations that happen. Um, I don't know, just between friends, like evolve or die. That's how it feels to me. Evolve or die. Um, and I say that in jest, uh, but it's, it's a pressure cooker. It, it can feel like a pressure cooker. It can feel like you're in a cauldron. So sometimes for some of you who have done rewilding retreats or, or are doing like live in-person programs with me or online live programs with me, and we like come into circle and we're starting to like weave together and open the space and like start to move the Shakti and whip up the Shakti storm. But we'll sometimes hold a cauldron in the center and say, okay, what is it like we did today? We did this together today, but I only invited you to invite love and grace, but it's hold the cauldron in the center and you go, what is the flavor of love that you would like to pour into the center? Sometimes it's truth. Sometimes it's freedom. Sometimes it's dropping the mask. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever it is and everyone kind of shares and we like weave this beautiful co-creative um, tapestry with all of our different threads together. Um, and so, <clears throat> so where the hell am I going with this? Uh, so we did that at the start where we just kind of poured love and we poured, we poured grace together. How is it that I'm losing all of my threads today? I am totally blaming this on Mars going retrograde in Gemini today. <laughs> totally blaming it on that. Anyways, I get like super sidetracked by that. And now I'm feeling like threads in the woving of the tapestry. Um, this morning I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Center of the blender. Oh, you just saved my life. So, so there's this cauldron of adding the ingredients into it. Um, and I was talking about like how eclipse season feels like it feels like a pressure cooker. And I was joking uh, with Jane. Jane came over. She's helping watch the dog while I do this live. And I was like, oh, Jane, we're not like throwing ingredients into the cauldron today. We're literally jumping into the cauldron ourselves and turning up the fire underneath it. Like we are being stirred. <laughs> she gets back in her car. So she was in the driveway. She pulls in the driveway. I was like, yeah, yeah, this isn't about throwing ingredients in and then like mixing up the cauldron. We're in the cauldron and they're turning up the hate and they're stirring us. So she gets in her car and she's like, peace out, man. <laughs> I mean, she didn't leave, but she pretended to leave. She's like, all right, good luck with that. Um, but to me, that's how eclipse seasons feel. Um, but if we can keep kind of veering into and really hold the line of internal work, let me do internal work, let me do my meditations, let me do my soul work, let me move through this consciously with intention. I know I'm meditating twice as much as I normally meditate. I just am. I, that's what I'm called to do and it feels really good. There are insights, there are amazing things going on. But we got to get quiet. We have to go internal. A lot of times it starts. I'll just share this for, as another practice around Eclipse that might help you. Scorpio, again, this is South Node and Scorpio. Scorpio is a lot about moving energy that's stagnant. There's a lot around Scorpio South Node energy that is moving stagnation. So it's 
a really, really great embodiment practice right now is to move stagnant energy in the body. You can just do like a body scan like right now. I'm stagnant here. It's probably why I keep forgetting all of my words and like which threads I'm going down. But there's a lot of stagnant energy right here. And so like this just helps, right? It actually all starts to move immediately. Just bringing your attention, your awareness to it, you know, tapping, moving, breathing, right? Some of you have done rewilding movement with me. Do, do that. Put that old workshop on, right? Shakti yoga that we do in rewilding. Like do some of that stuff. But scan the body and just go through where is there stagnant. You can just breathe into that area. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy. But a lot of times practices will start with moving stagnant energy before we can go into, um, let me feel, before we could go into like excavating the wisdom that's here, um, before the insights get revealed, before the, the revelation of, um, I know for me, like every morning it's, I have to walk, like I, that's part of my meditation is just walking meditation. And so, but it's a 20 minute movement of moving everything before I start to see all this needs to be shed. All this is what's wanting to transform. All this is what's being asked. All this is the new. All this is the old. Ah, this is what's rubbing the wrong way for me to see. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a comment that said farting. Love it. <laughs> um, um, so really, <clears throat> inner practices, whatever those are for you, movement, moving is really, really powerful at this moment in time. North node is in Taurus, that's embodied. So North node is where we're headed to. It's where you're, it's where like soul visions, soul callings, soul longings, it's your guiding North, like true North. It's like your signpost for true North. And it's, it's all very, very different for each of us. What it is that our soul, soul, this is deep. This isn't my personality. Sabrina's little ego wants this or this. It's my deep, deep soul truth, my true self. So this is going beyond egoical self, false self. My true self is longing to experience this in this life. It's longing to create this in this life. It's longing this, this, this is what will really fulfill me is what's in my north node. Not where my fucking sun is at in my birth chart. What? That's, I'm a Leo, right? It comes through me in a Leo way. But it's not, it's not the thing that makes me feel joyful, blissful, full, on purpose, right? Just fully alive and plugged into joy. That's my north node. That's your north node. That's everyone's north node. That's eclipse being lit up is our north node being lit up. So when we start to feel uncomfortable with our lives, it's because we're being asked to come in to create or to live from soul alignment, soul purpose, soul truth, soul longings, soul callings, soul gifts, soul expression, soul wisdom. Deep, deep. And, and it's such a, it's, Thank God for eclipses, right? Thank God. They come in and they just fuck things up. 
Because otherwise we wouldn't stop a lot of times. We would just eke our way through and everything would be fine and we wouldn't feel uncomfortable and we wouldn't make the changes and we would it's okay, right? And Eclipse comes and goes, there's more. Oh, you're not listening. I'm going to turn up the fire. Oh, you're still not listening. I'm going to strike you with lightning. Oh, you're still not listening. Oh, okay. Let's make it really, really, really loud. So you cannot avoid it. Oh, you lost your job now. Okay. That's because I am attempting to get you to live a deeper life that is more aligned with your soul essence. With your soul essence. And that's really the only thing that's going to bring us fulfillment. It's the only thing that's going to bring us like this happiness that we long for and we crave. It's not surface level happiness. It's not found in a bottle or a concert or a television show or re- relationship, right? It's not found outside of us. Those can be expressions of it, but it's not other than us. And nothing will bring us to, we, we long for that for a reason. Follow your bliss, Joseph Campbell, right? Just so good. And the bliss is that deep bliss. Something else I was sharing. Um, I know the other like two lines that I share with you, like everyone has shit to shed. <laughs> we all have shit to shed. I know those are kind of funny or like darkish, but this one um, is another, it's not necessarily a line, but it's something that's just been repeating and I've been sharing a lot is um, I just, even through all of this tumultuous change and like I'm going through some physical stuff that is crazy. We just launched a mystery school. I just created an eclipse workshop. You're going to get details on that in a second. It's the crazy, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever done. I, I don't even know. I don't know. Um, Amy, who's on the rewilding team, she called it a lifeline. She's like, buddy, that was a lifeline. That was a lifeline. Needed that workshop. Lifeline. Um, and so it's been like wild over here and, and challenging in certain ways and very shedding old and crunt and like rubbing so that you can see what needs to be shed. But amidst all of that, and here's the line I wanted to share with you, is that like amidst all of that, there's this fucking joy there there is just this this like undercurrent of joy that I feel like I am always plugged into I didn't always feel like that I probably haven't I probably didn't start feeling like that until maybe a year ago I don't even know but it's a recent thing for me it's not but it's a consistent thing so it's not just like, oh, I felt it for a day. Let me now share it on a YouTube, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's very consistent. It's a constant hum of joy. It's always plugged in. And it's not that life isn't hard. It's not that things don't go wrong. It's not that it's not hard or challenging. But there is this like plugged into a joy. And I know that part of it is actually, I wouldn't even say the part of it. I know that it has to do with this living so deeply, so truly from that true self soul place that I was just talking about, which eclipses deliver to us. That's their gift is to bring us to it, to show us where we're off track, where we're out of alignment, you know, where we made a left turn, but our soul was actually calling us right, but we just couldn't because, you know, whatever, human, because we're human. Um, and so we went a different direction, but yeah, I just, um, to me, 
the reason that I do what I do, that I show up today in the middle of an eclipse when it's fucking insane, the reason I film an eclipse workshop just after holding the big, you know, four day challenge that we just held, the reason I do that is because this is something that I know if more of us plugged into, our world would be a different fucking place, right? Our kids would have a different place to grow up and our kids' kids would have a different place to grow up. We might still have a planet in a couple generations, right? And so to me, that is my joy, is, is, is that. And I want that for you. <laughs> I want that for everyone. Um, and so how can I share that? How can I do that? How can I show up here in a live circle um, when I'm feeling sick as hell, right? I like had to vomit bucket out before coming out of this live. Like, I'm gonna throw up here, right? I've been in the bathroom all morning, all morning, just like, eh, looking so good. Uh, but, but there's such potential in this eclipse. And so we're doing, you know, the part one, the part two, we'll do a part three. I put together the eclipse workshop. It's 27 fucking dollars. I have never in my life offered a workshop for $27. Never, never. I didn't dream about it. It was like 27, get it to everyone. Everyone should do it. I'm not gonna give it to you free though cause you gotta have a little skin in the game, right? You gotta put your hand up and say, yes, I just did an 8,000 person free thing and only 4,000 people opened the damn email, right? I get it, right? I sign up for free shit too and I don't do it and that's fine. But this Eclipse workshop, I don't know. It's like a distillation of holding Eclipse journeys for seven years now. Seven years in the North Node, the South Node. I don't know. It's like distilled into an hour and a half. It's really crazy potent. Um, and <laughs> let me feel for what else I want to share around that. It just comes from the heart. I don't know. That's all I can say. It comes from the heart. It's just, it comes from the heart. Uh, yeah, it comes from the heart. That's all I got. Uh, so if you're like, this sounded great, Sabrina, all these things you were talking about, like working deeply, opening up to my potentials, where's my North Node, plugging into this joy, finding my purpose, living from a deeper, more authentic place within, sounds cool, how? Eclipse Workshop, that's it, <laughs> right? That's it, that's, that's, that's how. There's many other ways, but that's the way I know how. That's the rewilding way that I know how um, to open those doors and to take us into those places. It's the way I've done it. It's, it's what got me to the plug into joy, right? Uh, so anyways, that's an offering. It's only open until the 8th, the next eclipse. You want to journey through it during the eclipse season. Between the two eclipses is the best time to journey in it. Um, I would say... I'm curious. Y'all wanna just like share for a quick second? I'm super curious. I would love to hear from you all, so get ready to type. Um, <clears throat> when did Eclipse Energy hit you? I'm so curious. Did it hit you on the 25th? Did it hit you on the 26th? Maybe you're like, it hasn't super hit me yet. But I would love to hear. I would love to just hear in the chat. Did it hit me? here here or here and i'll share when it when i felt it just go boom uh, for me and for many around me uh, but i would love it hit me on the 25th like a ton of bricks 
Um, I think it hit me today. Yep. 26th, weeks before 25th. Hit me before it hit me the week before the 25th. 47 years to go every day. That stab. Him and I were talking, I think yesterday or the day before. We were like, isn't it an eclipse every day for us? <laughs> Hence the nature of our beautiful soul relationship. Uh, 26. 24th, 25th, 26th, creeped up all last week, 25th, 26th, um, three to four days, 27th, 25th, 25th. Yeah. So to me, <clears throat> like overall, we're all very different. And so really honoring when it kind of hit you. But to me, like right around the 26th, it was like, boom, and we're in for me. I, I went through the whole of the 25th and I was like, this is pretty cruisy. <laughs> I mean, I know way better than that, but I was like, huh, interesting. I'm good. 26, boom. <laughs> okay, there's some stuff to see. <laughs> we all got shit to shed. Uh, so like honoring that, but to me and having facilitated and watching like how group journeys unfold, where the energy is at, it's typically like a day or two after the first eclipse hits, that stuff gets really potent, really potent. And to me, when I've held workshops in, I used to do a lot of in-person eclipse workshops over weekends, over weeks, we would sometimes journey, right? And it would be like, sometimes we would do it before the eclipse would come. Sometimes we would do it on the eclipse. Sometimes we would do it in between the two eclipses. Sometimes we would do it after. The most potent time I always, always, always found was right in between the two or sometimes there's three eclipses that happen in a row. But like right in that window is when it's so incredibly potent um, for revelations, for shifting, for changing things, for transforming things, for alchemizing things, just for journeying, just for journeying. And to me, it's like, why work harder? <laughs> why work harder? Like if the breeze is blowing, I'm going to want that at my back. Like, yeah, life is hard enough. I don't have to make it harder for myself. Let me put the breeze behind my back and the sun in my face. Like, all right, cool. Eclipse, yeah, I'm gonna journey deep inward. Um, and so whatever it is that you do for journeying deeply inward into those soulful places, um, I would suggest doing it between now and the eighth. Sometimes come like the eighth and after, I'll just share this, we are so wasted that we don't have a lot of juice to journey. It's weird, it's weird, but I've watched it year after year, eclipse season after eclipse season, eclipse season after eclipse season, holding a workshop just after the eclipse season. It's like everyone comes in and they're like crawling in the door. We haven't even started the rewilding retreat, right? I'm like, how am I gonna get y'all through two days of constant practice? All right, let's see what happens. But it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> don't have much juice left in the tank. So just for your own personal practices. And if you do end up going into the Eclipse workshop where I can kind of guide you and we can support you in the Facebook group as well. So the Rewilding Facebook group, my sense is we're going to have a lot of conversations around journeying through Eclipse in, that, in the Facebook group. Um, just because I feel like many of our community members, I know our whole support team, there's like 30 rewilding support members um, who are going to be going through this workshop. Maybe not 30, at least 25 um, who will be going through. through. So there's going to be chats and conversations and ways of being held. Okay, uh, let's do a little bit of Q&A. So I know that we've been on for a little while. 
with our little technical problems of the other live, but let's do a couple of Q&A questions. Uh, maybe there's something I could shed light on or bring some ideas to. Um, I think you all know, well, for those of you who've been around before, Q&A for me is questions come in, and if you have questions, just share them in the chat, three question marks, and then write your question. Lindsay's gonna pull them out and send them over to this computer over here. So I will look over here, I'm not ignoring you, I'm just, Reading questions. Um, yeah, Karen asked three question marks and then ask a question. Um, but Q&A's for me, it's really about uh, how can I share something that's not specific, not totally specific, like yeah, answer, answer what I feel will serve, but in a way that serves the whole of the space. It's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of cool how, how it works out sometimes. Some people say that the Q&A is the best part of the conversation sometimes, so. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. There was one question that I remember seeing in our Facebook group. By the way, for those of you who are in the Facebook group and wove lots of juju into this circle, thank you all and all the questions and all the comments and answers on the polls. There's always cool stuff happening in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, it's another cool place to hang out. Um, Karen, maybe you can drop a link for everybody. Um, okay. I liked this question. This is from the Facebook group, so I'll grab this one. Um, big decisions are on the horizon. With the muddy water of the past coming up, it makes it more difficult to feel into what's right. Some words of wisdom would be appreciated. Uh, I love this question, and I'm just gonna share what I feel. And of course, you've got to really feel into what's true for you. That's the greatest thing we can all do is like dive into the wisdom aspect of self um, to really get our own deep, deep, deep truth and our deep, deep, deep answers. But for me, right now, not a good time for big decisions. Not a good time. Not a good time for big decisions. Mars is going retrograde in Gemini, the mind. Gemini is the mind gone backwards. Mars is action, warrior, right? Oftentimes is what makes things manifest in the world, gets us to our goals, gone backwards, gone internal. The mind is, this is the part that gets muddy. This is where the muddy part comes from, is squaring Neptune. So Mars won't retrograde today. Today's the 30th. We'll do a dance with Neptune three, three times has done one, I believe it's three times total, has done one. Neptune, planet of illusion. Planet of illusion. If you are listening to kind of any astrological stuff out there, you will hear repeatedly that this eclipse season, there are many things hidden. A lot of information is hidden, both collectively, right? So in the news, it, all of that stuff, politically, all of that stuff, but also in our personal lives. So what's happening out there is also happening really close to home. So it's like we're not seeing the full picture yet. Also eclipses have, you'll work with this in the eclipse workshop, but they have this capacity, this is how they reveal things, but it's like the hidden to reveal, they hide to reveal. It's like the shadow to illuminate and we're in the shadow phase. So we're in the, it's hidden. We haven't seen the full picture. It's not all unfolded. So if we can sit tight on big decisions and just, just like hold on until we can see 
more of the picture until more of it has come up to the surface for us. There's more that's going to unfold. There's much more that will reveal itself. So if we can hold tight on big decisions, I would very much recommend that. If we cannot, holy moly, 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 you better be meditating your butt off. You better be deepening into wisdom center. You better be talking to soul friends, not the ones that have agendas that want you to do certain things because it's going to benefit them, right? Hidden agendas, unconscious ones that they don't even know that they have, but you better really be sitting with something. You better be quiet. You better be sleeping on it. You better be dreaming on it, journaling on it, right? Just like really, and I would just say, if you can, go slow. Let it work. We, we have no patience. We have zero patience in most of our societies. Right? I know I'm a very impatient person. And I have to work very hard to like let myself be in the cooker. Let it work me. So like all of the stuff I was talking about, the team, the team is changing. Our foundations are changing. We've outgrown shit, right? We got stuff to shed. We got ways to transform. But to be very patient with it, right? To be able to ruminate, to let it work me. Like it needs to work me. So if you can let it work, let the eclipse work you. Let it work you, right? Let yourself dream about things. Let yourself meditate on things. Let yourself like talk about it to a friend who doesn't hold you to it and doesn't push you in a certain way and then talk about it again because you might talk about it completely differently, right? Let it work you. That's that. I love that question. I can't remember who posted that in our Facebook group, but just like great, great question. Um, okay, I'm going to pop over here and see what else there is. Um, okay, four questions about the best embodiment practice right now. Okay, we all need to do rewilding movement. <laughs> I think this will be the next $27 workshop that I put out there is rewilding movement. Because what is rewilding movement? So I'll, I'll share right now so that you can have something to feel into. To me, the best practices that we can do are our own body wisdom speaking to us, our own body intuition telling us how to move, how to move stagnant energy, how to do all of that. But a lot of times we haven't been taught how to do that. That's rewilding movement, right? It's, it's helping us to create that body wisdom connection so that we are able to follow. Like for me, I mean, my throat, all of this stuff, I could literally just go move all of it in five minutes, right? I have a lot of tools in my tool chest to do that. Um, so if I was going to say the best embodiment practice is we need a rewilding movement workshop. <laughs> team, I'm sorry. We got to do another workshop soon. We're going to have to launch another thing. Right? My team's like, oh my God, she's going to fucking kill us. <laughs> she's going to fucking kill us. We're going to shed Sabrina, right? I'm talking about like how the team, like, what do we need to shed? They're like, Sabrina's got to go. We gotta shed that shit. <laughs> um, I love Lindsay's in. Lindsay's like, do it. Lindsay's got it. Awesome. <laughs> Lindsay is on the team, by the way. Um, so to me, it's 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 maybe you start. Here's a here's a way you can do it. Start with some sort of movement. Maybe it's a yoga video. Maybe it's a qigong video, a tai chi video. But start. So if you don't have a, a really good connection to that body wisdom, you don't have a lot of tools. Start with something that gets you moving, gets you in your body. And then at some point during that practice, at some point just go, okay, now, 
let's say you're in your chest, right? You're doing a chest opening thing in yoga. Um, I know so little about yoga, um, but you do, I, I think we do chest opening things. I'm sure we do. We lay on like the, th I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, you're doing like a chest opening thing in yoga and you're like, oh, and then you just pause, right? You stop, shut off the video or stop. It's hard to do this in class because teachers start yelling at you. This is why I stopped going to any sort of guided movement classes. Because I'm like, no, that's not what my body wants to do. My body wisdom is saying something different. And they're like, do what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to, that's, that's not that. No, no, that's not the best thing for me. But let's say you're doing this and you're like, okay. I'm feeling like my body just wants to like move. And this is an authentic movement for me in this moment, right? To move, if I was gonna move and open my chest and allow stagnant energy to move a little bit, I would, I would burp, sorry. That's, I'm just giving you the total raw truth of how this works for me. And then I would, this is me. You could be very, very different, right? And I use breath. So for those of you who've done any rewilding workshop, you've heard me use the five modalities or the six. I think we threw another one in there. Breath, movement, sound, visualization, energetic intention, and touch. I'll teach you all that when we do the rewilding movement workshop. <laughs> but <clears throat> that's what I would do. And so you can see I'm using sound. We'll call it, we'll call it burp sound, right? I'm using sound. I'm using breath. I would use more of that if I wasn't talking to you. I'm using touch. This hand is touching. I'm using movement. I'm using visualization. Like I'm literally like visualizing, um, uh, like pulling tendrils of energy out of, of right here. That's kind of what's happening. I'm energetically intending that things open, that they start to move, that stagnant energy starts to move. Um, and then I just keep going, right? I just kind of let... <sighs> But it's because I'm so, right, I've done this for a long time. So don't start to feel like, oh, wait, I don't know how to do that. You just do what you can. And you just keep asking your body, just drop in, like, how do I want to move? And you have to be so okay to be fucking weird. We treat movement in such silly, weird ways. Like, it has to be linear. You have to do 10 reps and it should look like this. This is the correct biomechanics. What? This wisdom in here created this whole fucking thing. This wisdom in here, it's keeping me alive. This wisdom in here, I cut myself, it heals itself. There's a wisdom in here. And when we tap into that wisdom and we move from that place, holy moly, right? The things that we heal and shift and move and change. And we would go to doctors way less. We would take pills way less. All right, rewilding movement, it is. Team, we got this. Unless you shed me. <laughs> Sabrina, you are getting eclipsed out. So eclipse season, I'll give you this tiny little tip too. Eclipse seasons are often, I like this phrase, I'll give you some more phrases. What's being eclipsed in to your life and what's being eclipsed out of your life? It's just a really simple one and an easy thing to feel into. Um, what's being eclipsed in and what's being eclipsed out. Okay, let me see. Maybe we'll do one more question. All right. Um, I love you all. Rewilding movement is a must. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Four questions. Oh, no. That was the one I just did. Um, you guys ready for this one? You might not like it. You might, but you might not like it. Okay. Tips on how to get beneath emotions to see what it's really all about. 
This is the part you won't like. <laughs> Sometimes you will never know. <laughs> that sucks, right? I don't think that that's where the question's coming from. So I'll, I'll reframe this in a second, but I really need to speak to the whole of our group and then I'll go a little bit deeper in a second and give you what y'all want. But we are so overly mentalized and mentally trained and our brains want answers. It wants to comprehend something. It wants a reason for something. It wants a story for something. It wants a, wants a, wants a, wants a, right? Always. And it's an incessant, beautiful beast. I love the mind, right? I was a fucking scientist before I started doing this, right? This was not what I had on my agenda for my life when I was a little one, right? It was, I'm going to be a doctor and I was a scientist and I was all left brain logical and I was way over mentalized. So I have so much compassion for it and I so understand it, but I also know that I was barely tapped into the wisdom that is possible to tap into when it was solely uh, focused on my mind to that degree. So I share that because in eclipse season, a lot of things can be um, just processing through us, AKA old emotions. Rage is gonna be one that's coming. Like if rage ain't there yet, it's a coming. <laughs> With Mars going uh, retrograde, squaring all that it's squaring, Saturn, like we got, we got some rage coming. Um, and so sometimes it's just a movement of emotion, like all the times you didn't rage when you should have raged, all the times you didn't cry. I know when I was a little girl, I was told good girls don't cry. Big girls don't cry. Tough girls don't cry. I wanted to be a tough, big, good girl, right? So I didn't cry. Okay. Then <laughs> I had to cry a good long time for all the times I didn't cry. I'm not saying that it's a direct correlation, but sometimes, especially when we're in deep territory of the unconscious, we don't necessarily get to, to get the mind to comprehend what it is that's releasing or moving through us or transmuting or alchemizing or shifting or changing. So there's just this piece that I always share in workshops and retreats, and it's if you are meant to know, you will know. Just give it some space. If you're meant to know what's under that emotion, you will know. And just really hold that in your intention. Holding that in your intention will shift it. It will totally shift it for you. If I'm meant to know, I will know. If I'm meant to know, I will know. I will know. It will come through a conversation with a soul friend. It will come through, through journaling. It will come in a dream. It will come in an Instagram post, right? It will come in a workshop or a lecture or a YouTube live. Who knows, right? But if I'm meant to know, I will know. Really honoring that because the mind can't go where the soul goes. And eclipse seasons, it's soul work, right? So if you're meant to know, you will know. Now, the other thing is sometimes we block it. So this is the other side of the coin. Sometimes we have very, very strong defenses, very, very strong protection mechanisms that block us from seeing something that could really be beneficial to our healing or to our soul's path or to us reclaiming the fullness of self or to us stepping into our potential. Sometimes we, we block that. And so how do we get beneath an emotion into this? It's a lot of fucking work, 
right? And I wish I could give like a tip here on a YouTube, but it's almost like me teaching movement to you all, like me teaching that like deep embodied wisdom movement and like what's the best embodiment practice? Well, that's like years of work. What's the best way of working in the shadow? That's like years of work. So I, I, I wanna share this so that y'all don't think um, that you're doing something wrong or like, well, why can't I get in there? It's years. Carl Jung spent his entire life, right, exploring this territory, the unconscious, right? And that's, that's what that is. Anything that we can't access, it's the unconscious, it's the shadow. We do big, deep journeys to get into the shadow oftentimes. We do ayahuasca journeys, we do shamanic journeys, we do rewilding workshops, we do dark goddess stuff, we do dark god stuff, we do depth psychology, we do all kinds of things to get in there. So please just know that it. a lot of times, it's like, it, it, it's, um, I, I, I want to just like like love our humanity for a moment and, and love and just really bring uh, like tangible words to this and, and to go, you know, without a guide, it's really fucking hard to see what you can't see. Like you're not seeing it. And so without like a, a guide or without, you know, a, a, a practice, without a meditation, and I know you're probably like, well, just give me the practice. Well, I can't. <laughs> I can in this moment. I can give you ideas and I can give you ways to feel into, you know, what, what would support you in it. Something I can share, here's a practice. I'll give you this practice. Compassion and no judgment. That's the greatest thing I can give you in this moment. Compassion and no judgment. And that's not easy. It's not easy to hold the space, and this is why a lot of times it's better, it's easier to work with a circle or a group or a guide or a, a beloved, right? Who's like a soul journeyer with you. I'm speaking that because that's stab for me, right? He's like, I will fucking tell you what you cannot see because I can see it. I'm not you, I can see it. It's easy for me to see. How often is it easier to see something in another? It's easier to see something in another. It's hardest to see ourselves. And so this is just tough territory. And this is this eclipse. This is Scorpio eclipse. It's tough territory. Um, but holding compassion, like stab, stab will hold love for something in me that I have a hard time loving, right? I, it, it went underground because I couldn't love it or I couldn't accept it or I couldn't face it. But it's like this, this like love around it, this like unconditional love around it. Like, no. And this is the gift of the dark God, the dark masculine, dark feminine. Like loving the seemingly unlovable. It's part of why it's so powerful for shadow work is because it, it, it alchemizes with love and acceptance. Like, it's okay. It's okay that this happened in your past and you genuinely like wrap it in unconditional love and acceptance because it's the judgment that pushes it further away. It's the, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I don't want to, you know, like I remember I love here. I'll give you an example. Cause this is just super, super tangible and super easy to feel into. I love um, being extreme feminine sexually. Like there is no 
greater bliss, joy sexually for me than extreme, extreme feminine. So extreme feminine expression sexually is very, what you might consider submissive. It's, it's the thing that's a terrible word. It's extremely, um, I have no directional force. I have no masculine do. I have no masculine um, like guiding it a certain way. I just am full feel. Like I'm full feel. That's it. Full feel. I am life force itself. I am just raw, pure energy. I am just pure pleasure. That's it. Pure bliss, pure pleasure. That's it. That was in my shadow for a long time. A long time. When I first started to touch into that, I was totally ashamed of that. I, I, I feel like I'm this fairly confident, independent, you know, woman. And I'm like, oh, that is, that is not, that is not powerful. That like you've given up your, these were my own judgments. This is all, this was all my stuff that I had to go through. Right. But it was like judgment and shame. And like, I don't want to be that. Please, please make me anything but that. I don't want to No, Right. <laughs> I make that face. Cause I'm like reminds me of like how silly I was when I was younger, but that's just a really good example. But that's part of my potential, right? My, and we all have a golden shadow, like underneath the shadow and the shame and the pain and whatever we repress, there's, there is absolute gift in that. There is a gift in that, that being able to embody that aspect of myself, love and integrate that aspect of myself has completely changed my work. It makes me a better facilitator. It makes me a better communicator. It makes me a better transmitter. It makes me a better activator. It makes me a better, by everything I do, it makes me a better lover. It makes me a better dog mom. It makes me a better friend, right? It, it affects all areas of our lives. Um, but I, I'm sharing this example with you just to kind of let you know like how big this territory is. And I know that that was like a simple question and I so respect that. And I so love that. And I'm so grateful for that question. And I thank you, um, for, for asking that question. Cause it's so beautiful. And I know that I just went, Vroom, let's go into the big depths of this whole thing. Um, and that's part of what Q and A is about is like, let's go really big and gift the whole of the space, um, via that, via that doorway. in. so just to wrap it up, on our own, let's just say on our own, um, we are feeling like, gosh, I just am so sad during this eclipse. Like there's, there's just like pain and there's sadness. And what is that? And a practice we could do is possibly going like, where in my body is that sadness? Like if I had to point to a place in my body, where is the sadness? Like the root of it. The root of the sadness, the body is really, really good at helping us to do this, to get out of this crazy maker and to get out of the patterns of hiding things and protecting things. The body's really helpful. And so if you're like, oh, okay, I'm actually, I'm just going to make up this, this example. I'm actually like feeling it really in my womb. Okay. If I was going to just go right to that area and I'm going to go with absolute love and absolute compassion right? I'm going to, I'm going to call in, maybe I can't do it myself. I'm going to call in like mother Mary. I'm going to call in Hecate. I'm going to call in my guides, my angels, my guardian. I'm going to call in staff, right? <laughs> Don't call in staff. Don't call in other humans who haven't said yes. Don't do that. 
it's bad. Um, but feeling into, you know, like guides, angels, you know, whatever. You, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what, you know what I'm saying. Um, but I'm going to call, I'm going to call in something that can hold unconditional love and, and can hold the acceptance of what's here so that there, there is no judgment on this. And then I'm going to just like, I'm going to feel right into that depth and something that I often use when guiding um, a, a deep space is, can I go just a little bit deeper? Okay. Oh, that's really sad. Okay. If I was going to go just one layer deeper, oh, now I'm really anxious. Okay. If I was going to go one layer deeper, holy fuck, I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified. I'm terrified. It's terror. It's actually terror. It's terror. It's terror. It's terror. If I was going to go one layer deeper, Oh my God, it's, it's terror that they're going to take away my babies. It's terror that they're going to take away my babies if I reveal who I truly am. That's a way in. <laughs> it's a powerful way in. It helps if you're guided into it, right? Because it's hard to be the one guiding yourself and journeying at the same time, unless you've been doing that for a long time and you're very skilled at that. Um, but that's just a way that you could kind of go into it. Um, all right, this has been amazing. Uh, I love the questions. I love the community. I love you all. Um, Wildies, that's my name. Um, it came from the daughter of a woman who I'm very close with and we were all in mystery school and her daughter said, are you getting together with all of your wildies? I was like, that's a fun name. So, um, so I love you, Wildies, and I'm really grateful for this space. Um, you all showing up and bringing what you bring allows all of this to unfold in the way that it unfolds. Love our lives. Uh, love, love this Eclipse workshop. It's, it brought me really good insights. We get to get insights like you get to go in the karmic backpack, and I got to pull out... I won't tell you what it is. You'll find out what I pulled out of my karmic backpack if you do the workshop because I share with you in the workshop and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, but many insights, we walk into North Node and so just an offering um, to like do the work during Eclipse. Um, yeah, y'all are amazing. All right, I love you all.